I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything is fine and um, going well. Um, I thank God for my life and I thank God for what he's showing me, what he's been bringing me to and all that. I thank God so much for everything that he, he has been doing in my life. I think that I think one of the things there's a lot that I'm learning I'm learning about life and I like that I like the fact that I'm learning new things I actually love learning <laughs> I really lo- I really love learning I really 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 love learning I'm also learning to you know to just be always be in a, in a mood of prayer and to realize that the work of Christianity is never there's never a point at which you get to that you can say you have arrived you know Bible says, let every man take heed, you know, that he stand, lest he falls, you know, so sometimes, you know, I, I think one of the, 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 the things that happened to me that is how, you know, things that happen to remind me of my humanity, of my frailty, and the, the you know, the, the fact that I need God, I mean, something happened um, professionally recently, something I was working on, I was monitoring very actively, and something very insidious happened in that space and I missed it. You know, even though when I say I missed it, I missed it in the sense that I didn't realize that it was having the impact that it did. And by the time the impact of the narrative became apparent, I was stunned and I was shocked. You know what? This was something I was monitoring very closely. So I I completely it I missed it. And for me, well, two things that it showed to me was that, first of all, um, I wasn't, well, I wasn't 100% as involved in it as I should have. So I was monitoring the conversation on a particular platform. I wasn't paying attention to it on the other side of the divide. And I also wasn't looking into other places where, you know, I left some places uncovered. But for me, the learning in it all was that, if that could happen to me, even on something that I'm watching professionally, that I am extremely very highly trained to do. Again, I must say this was something I was I wasn't doing this, I wasn't paid to do it, I wasn't doing it, um, you know. But I missed it. I mean, whichever way it was, I wasn't. I, I missed it. I should have, and I shouldn't. I should have been able to not miss it. So it's exactly the same way as it is in spiritual things. One verse that has been coming to me very strongly over this time is that scripture that says we know in part and we prophesy in part and this was Paul saying this this is Paul who had so much revelation Paul who had seen Jesus physically I mean really resurrected Jesus how many of us have seen resurrected Jesus physically Paul saw resurrected Jesus physically he had a physical experience where he was blind and what I like about Paul's experience was that God did it so that nobody would be able to convince Paul that he was dreaming or that he had a psychotic episode you know because he was with people they heard a voice he saw a light he saw the jesus he, he heard and um, so why are you persecuting me i don't think those people i don't know if they heard it but they saw something they saw they saw something you know they saw part of what he saw but he had the experience so those people can actually testify later that is true it was really really um jesus that he saw and you know he had an experience and then he was blind 
for some days after that, that experience before he recovered the sight. In fact, I need to go and read that Damascus experience again because this one that the Holy Ghost just brought this one out of nowhere. So, and I, I realized that God made all those experiences happen to him so that people would know that really he had seen God. But even the Paul, the Saul, who experienced all of that and then later became the Apostle Paul, who wrote by inspiration of the Holy Ghost more than half of the New Testament, whose teachings are so profound that they are impacting lives across generations, societies, and cultures till today, even as we speak. The teachings of the New Testament are so powerful, so powerful, so powerful. For me, how the Bible is able to comfort you and even speak to your moment and some verses, you just read it and you just, you know, the comfort of God comes on. It, it makes me know that the Bible is a spiritual book. It's very, very spiritual book. But before I digress, so even Paul, who had that kind of experience, and all the revelations that came as a result of that experience, even the apostles, the 12 disciples, later, by the time they got to interact with Paul, even Peter talked about him with a lot of respect. He knew that, you know, this man really, you know, he gave him that respect. And that's one of the, that's why I really appreciate Peter, because if it is the kind of, in quotes, men of God that we see around us today, they will have tried to treat Paul like, they will have tried to, you know, like do all this territorial stuff like we were the 12 disciples of Jesus. You, where are you coming from? Did you even know Jesus? Where were you when he was, when we were going around with him and walking around all the streets of Galilee? When we were, you know, 5,000 people were, 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 were rushing around us and we had to feed all of them. Where were you when Jesus was on the cross? Where were you when he was crucified? Do you know what it means when all the soldiers came against us and everything and you know what it was like? Where were you? You are now coming and you are now telling us that God gave you revelation. They did not do that because they were genuine followers of Jesus and because they saw, you know, and this is the thing, this has happened in my life as well. When I meet people who have a relationship with God, with Christ and the Holy Spirit, I recognize it in the words that they speak, in the language, in the things that they say. I can tell that we are drinking from the same fountain. I can tell that the Holy Spirit that I have a relationship with, this person, this individual, is in a similar relationship with that Holy Spirit because I can recognize some of the words they say. In fact, I have a sister whereby it's almost it's amazing as in I go through experiences before her. So whenever she comes to me for advice or counsel or discussions, I the, the Lord has already planted in me a word for her. And I don't even know that I have it. I just say certain things and she's like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And then she starts telling me and it plugs in. And she does the same thing for me as well. So we are on a similar we have a we have a common how would I say there's somebody we have a common relationship that even though it is personal and it is um not a joint relationship but it's a connecting point between us I don't know if that makes any sense but I think you understand what I'm trying to say so for that reason Peter recognized in Paul that the same Jesus that he missed that you know they had engaged with the word that was made flesh that eventually died and you know rose again and ascended to the father is the same Jesus that was giving Paul all the revelation. Now, this same Paul, with all of his revelation, still said to the church in Corinth, he said, we know in part and we prophesy in part. And this is how you know people who are really following God. When you read all the apostles, they're always telling you, look, don't, you know, um, don't be over, overtaken. Don't think that you have arrived. He, Paul kept on saying, I have not apprehended. You know, I continue to strive. I continue to press on. You know, they, they always recognize the limitations of the mortal body, of the natural life, and the fact that it's only God that is all-knowing. 
I am, you know, I'm realizing that as well. That no matter how deep your relationship with God is, no matter how much revelations you you've, you've gotten, there are certain things that you will miss. And I think this experience I had professionally made me realize it as well. We we will always have a blind spot. In fact, I think Paul went forward, or whether it was in Hebrew or James, some of the biblical authors, some of them in, went went ahead to say that we are looking through the glass darkly. You know what it means to look through glass <laughs> darkly? Like you know when you are driving in the car at night and then there's misted glass, either it's in snow time or it's been rain and everything, and you are trying to you know see through the glass. You know, and you the, the frost is inside the glass, so you can't even come out and clean it. But you're trying to see. You can see, but you know that your vision is not very clear. That was what Paul was describing. He said, we, we, are, we are looking through the... Through, we are, we're just looking through it. Uh, rather, that, I can't remember if it was Paul or who else. We're looking through it darkly. So we see, but we only see parts. We do not see the whole story. So... I think this is important for us as believers because, and I'm saying this particularly concerning revelations that you receive. So no matter what the revelation is, remember that you only see in part. So don't allow, and this is a talking, you know, to me, don't allow the revelation to take you to where you should not go. So if you see that you are going too far away from the word of God based on that revelation, please come back because you cannot go wrong with the word of God. And I know this is the Holy Spirit talking to me. Because I am someone who I get, you know, like the Holy Spirit reveals things to me and everything. But I should never get to the point where I begin to have more faith and confidence in those, in quotes, revelations than in the Word of God. Because you can miss it. And this happens to me a lot. You you receive the revelation, the interpretation may be correct, but the conclusion you come to will be wrong. It has happened to me before. It has happened to me several times. And every time it happens, I feel so bad. <laughs> but yeah, it has happened. But what I can be sure of is what the Bible says. And if, in fact, if a Christian will live their whole life without revelation of the Holy Spirit, if that is possible, but only obeying the word of God and understanding it through the illumination of the Holy Spirit, you'll be fine. I mean, you may not, I mean, when I say without the revelation, I mean, you're not the kind of person that can say, you don't get a word of wisdom, you don't get a word of knowledge, you can't see people and start telling them, oh, this is what their whole life history, knowing things that happened to them and all that. You may not have any of those gifts manifesting in your life. But if all you have is the illumination of the word of God, in other words, God is, is, is giving you the spirit of understanding concerning his word and the spirit of revelation concerning his written word, and you are able to walk, you and I, we are able to walk in the light of that revelation, then that is, that's more than enough. That's absolutely more than enough because then you're not likely to fall victim of, you know, um, how would I say, of pride or revelation or getting dragged into things or deception of the enemy. Let me put it that way. Um, You're likely to be centered on what is most important, which is the word of God. And therefore, the, the word of God will have the opportunity to yield its own fruits in your life and the opportunity for the devil to distract you will be very, very limited so long as we center on, on the word of God. So that's really just my, um, my my learning, you know, professionally. It was a big, I missed it completely. And again, it reminds me, whenever things like this happen, it reminds me of when Elijah, when something happened to someone that Elijah had had interaction with. I think it was one of, the, whether it was Elijah or Elisha, the son of the woman that had been, um, hospitable to him, the, the, 
person died and then Elijah said, the Lord did not reveal this to me, you know, and this is the thing about God, you know, you can walk very closely with him. I hear, I hear, I see and I hear sometimes some men of God portraying themselves as though everything that God wants to do, he reveals it to them. (laughs) It's not true. God doesn't do that. The Bible says the secret things belong to God, but there are some things he reveals to the children of men. He does, there are many things that God does not reveal, even to his own beloved children. And sometimes he just chooses, he, I mean, he has his reasons, you know. And the worst thing you can do is to put yourself in a position or begin to think that God will reveal everything, even concerning your own life. There's certain things he doesn't reveal. But there was one thing that the Lord said to me long ago, which I have held on to. And which is why I have certain conversations. And I think God honors those um, conversations that you have with him. So if you're somebody who... There's certain things you don't want to to catch you unawares. You know, there's certain things you don't want to happen in your life that will catch you unawares. You can have a conversation up front with the Lord about it and he'll honor that. But he only honors that if you are in partnership with him, you are in covenant with him and you're somebody whose life is given to doing his will. That's only when, you know, you can have that kind of like partnership conversation. Like when Abraham and, you know, God are negotiating or when Moses was negotiating for the children of Israel. These are people who are, are doing God's work. So for that reason, God, the Lord can then negotiate with them. So um, I'll just leave it at that. And um, yeah, we see in part. We see in part. I, I, I actually like what this has done for me because I know I'm somebody that I have the tendency to get very lifted up in pride and that kind of person who because i see myself happen when i get very like you know yes i know this and don't even you know i know my stuff so this was a very good i I, am beginning to treasure these times things that happen that humble me (laughs) because i realize that humility is a very deep part of working with god Um, the bible says that jesus himself learned obedience through the things that he suffered and that he he humbled himself onto the death of the cross and i also know that pride comes before a fall and that God says one of the things that he hates is a proud look. So I cannot put myself, I, I cannot, I must not put myself in a position where I become that person that God hates, you know. So I, I welcome this moment that humble me and resets me and make me realize that, yes, you know, you've received a lot of God, you know, God has given you a lot, you are blessed with a lot of talents and you're able to do things that a lot of people cannot do and you're able to demonstrate insights and understand things that many people do not understand but you are not infallible neither are you perfect you are very far from those things and even the knowledge that you have is just a fraction a teensy winsy if i'm not even a fraction it's like a minuscule dot in the scheme of things and even in the body of knowledge that exists in the world talk less of the body of knowledge that exists in god and at the end of the day there's nothing that you have that you have not received and so do not think of yourself better than or higher than you should think all of than of other people but thank and bless the lord who has graciously gifted you with that which you have and continue to rely on him to help you to help me to use that which he has put in me for good it is not for self-exaltation it is not for arrogance it is not for any kind of self-adulation but it is for the glory and the praise of his name We know in part and we prophesy in part. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.